Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. dominion over all over all of the fish of the sea over the fowls of the air on over every living thing so one more time in genesis 1 and now verse 28 and god blessed them and said unto them god he communicated what he wanted to happen he blessed them and he said unto them be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing uh, uh, that uh, moveth upon the earth. So God had in his mind what he wanted for his creation. But in order for it to come into fruition, God had to say it unto them. He had to speak it unto them. Folks, that's very important tonight. And I want you to grab hold of how important that is because Unless you say something about your condition, circumstance, or situation, it's very likely that your condition, circumstance, or situation will remain the same. So God gave you and I dominion. But the way you and I begin to access and to exercise that dominion is based upon what you are releasing out of your mouth. And folks, that's why it's so important for make, to make sure that I spend my spend time with God and allow his anointing to be upon me. Again, remember, some of you remember this from earlier teachings. Hopefully you, you maybe can go back and listen to it or go back and, and we talked about the hand of God upon you, right? The spirit of God, the presence of God upon you. His hand upon you and his words that he put in your mouth. Remember, if you remember, that's found in Isaiah 59 and 21. This is the covenant that God said, I'm going to make with them after those days. My hand which will be upon them. And again, my words that I'm going to put in your uh, put in your mouth. Why? Because that's the way God designed us to have dominion in the earth. When, just like God said, let there be, let there be, let there be. God said, let this grow. You know, he said all the things that he said. Then he said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Then after he made them male and female to have dominion, then God blessed them and God said unto them, glory to God. What am I saying? He had to release a word in the earth in order to ratify what he had already wanted to happen. Glory to God. God does nothing in the earth without a word. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? Understand this, beloved. Now, remember, I'm saying all of this because we're supposed to imitate the Father. We're supposed to be like him. In the Bible, in John 1 and 1, you don't have to turn there, but it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Even in the element of salvation, in John chapter number 1, that was verse 1 and 1, but John chapter 1 and verse 14, it says, And the Word 
became flesh and it dwelt among us and we beheld the glory of the as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth well it said that god is the word and the word became flesh and if we seen the word become flesh we beheld the glory of the father so anything god's going to do in the earth he's going to do by a spoken word so now let's go on glory to god I really just pray that you can hold, grab hold of this. And so Jesus had to say something about his enemy. Uh, he had to say something about his adversary. He had to say something to his adversary. He had to speak to the enemy when the enemy came to try to bring him into bondage, into deception. Uh, he tried to tempt him. All of these things are going on. But what did Jesus say? Jesus had to say something about his condition or his circumstance. He didn't just sit there and say, hey, you know, I'm the son of God. You need to get back, devil. No, he spoke the word of God, and that's what he used as a weapon against the enemy. Glory to God. Are you still with me? So now go with me quickly to Luke, the fourth chapter. Luke chapter number four and verse number one. Now, we're not going to read all of this because... This is a quite a, quite a long piece uh, for, for to read, and we're not going to read it all, but I just want you to see a little bit of this. And you should go back in your time of devotion and your time of daily devotion that you should be having with the Lord. You want to go back and read the whole first, uh, chapter number four of the Gospel of Luke, because our point tonight is Jesus said, get thee behind me. He had to talk to the enemy. He had to speak to him. He had to, he had to say something at when the enemy came with test, trial, and temptation. Glory to God. He had to say something about it. He didn't just, he couldn't think the devil away. He had to speak. He had to say something. So Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. So watch this now. In Luke chapter number four and verse number one. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones that it be made bread. And now watch this. And Jesus answered him saying, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. Now we're not going to read all of this tonight, but I'm, I'm telling you, there's so many interesting things about this because even as Jesus answered the enemy, glory to God, I'm talking about understanding sometimes when people are under spiritual attack and they don't realize it. Jesus answered the enemy with the word. That did not just immediately make the devil leave. Glory to God. Amen. He did not just immediately leave him alone. So what happens? Uh, verse number five, we're not going to read it all. But and the devil taking him up unto a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment uh, of time. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for this is delivered unto me. Mm. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. 
And if thou wilt therefore worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou, uh, shalt thou serve. Folks, over and over here in this Luke, the fourth chapter, we see the discourse of, of Jesus, our example, against the, our, our enemy. And one thing you want to notice, even with that part, that still did not make the enemy leave. He came back a third time, glory to God, to test him and to try him and to tempt him. So folks, if, you, if, if the enemy is bold enough to do that to Jesus, don't think that he's not going to try you and test you and attack you even though you're praying, even though you're speaking the word, even though you're telling the devil it is written. Don't think that he's not going he's going to just say, "Oh, but well, they spoke one word to me and they they shared they they quoted one scripture, so I guess I'll leave him alone." No, 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 folks. He's going to try you until he realizes he cannot get the upper hand on you. Glory to God. So that's why you have you and I have to keep fighting the good fight of faith even when we don't feel like praying. We got to pray. Glory to God. I'm, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. So over and over again in Luke, this fourth chapter, he we see the discourse between our Lord, Jesus, our example in all things, and Satan. We see the discourse. So remember, the Lord is our example in all things. So whatever the Lord went through, he said, if they called the master of the house Beelzebub, what shall they call those of his household? Jesus said this. He said, if they hated me, they shall hate you also. So don't think that you are going to be exempt from tests, trials, or tribulations. No one is exempt from that. Doesn't matter. I don't care how righteous and holy you feel like you might be living and you're walking to the, you know, to the right beat, so to speak, and you're doing all the things that God is asking you to do, that does not mean that you won't be tried or tempted or tested by the enemy. Glory to God. But just as well, we have to let Jesus be our example. Don't try to fight the enemy based upon your own righteousness. Tell him over and over, speak out of your mouth, it is written. God said whatever, you know, it is written. God is my healer. It is written. God is my provider. It is written. The Lord is my peace. It is written. The Lord is my shepherd. Glory to God. It is written. The Lord is uh, gives me a sound mind. Glory to God. Whatever it is, you have to learn how to speak against the enemy. It is written. Glory to God. The Lord has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. It is written. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory to God. So you have to learn how to speak like Jesus did as the example for his followers when it comes to speaking against the enemy. Folks, that's the good fight of faith. That is the warfare uh, tools that we need to use, glory to God, in order to be victorious when we're, and particularly when we're going through trials, troubles, and tribulations. So this is a good lesson tonight, glory to God, because it's going to help somebody because sometimes uh, we, we all go through things, but sometimes the enemy is very subtle. Notice this, glory to God, notice this. 
in the Garden of Eden, you have Adam and Eve, right? And what did, what did the serpent do in the garden? He came to Eve and said, did God really say that you're not able to eat of all the trees of the field uh, 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 in the garden? Well, if you go, we don't have time to do it tonight, but if you go back and study it, Eve was able, she got into deception. Why? Because she didn't really know exactly what God said. Because Eve answers Satan and says, we may eat of all the trees of the garden, but in the trees in the midst of the garden, that's the tree of knowledge of good and evil, we shall not eat, it, eat of it, neither shall we touch it unless we die. Now see, that she did not know exactly what God said or she, or she misunderstood whatever, misrepresented, whatever you want to call it. And so, so God never told them not to touch it. God told them not to eat from it. Glory to God. And I know, because I just know how the devil operates. When the devil operates and he knows that she didn't know that God told him not, I can, the scripture don't say that, but I know how the enemy operates. He probably told her, go ahead and touch it. Nothing's going to happen because God didn't tell him not to touch it. God told him, don't eat from it. Now, hopefully y'all can walk with me and you have to go back and read it yourself. And then she took it, she ate of it. And then now Adam was in, he was disobedient because Adam knew what God said, but he followed his wife instead of following the word of God. Amen. We're going to leave that right there where it is. But my whole point is this. <laughs> uh, Jesus said, it is written. Man should not live by bread alone. It is written. You should not tempt the Lord thy God over and over again. He brought, he used the word of God to come back in spiritual warfare to combat his enemies. He did not use a hymn. He did not use a song. He used the word of God, folks. And that's the only thing that the enemy respects is the authority that's in the word of God. Glory to God. Amen. And so if you're going to get the devil off your back, thank God for the great songs of worship. That's wonderful. But you better find some word somewhere because we're going to find out that the word of God is the sword. It is one of the weapons that God has given you in the spirit. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. Can you do that for me real quickly? Chapter, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 and verses uh, 3 through 6. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10 verses 3 through 6. Let's see what we got to understand this here. Because I'm telling you right now, and this is where most Christians are today and in this hour, uh, we're walking around uh, too many times. We're walking around not realizing sometimes that we're under spiritual attack. And then sometimes, uh, even though we're under spiritual attack, we don't even know how to get out because we have not taken the time to get to understand what God said. Folks, over and over again, again, watch this. Think about this real quickly. When God said to Adam and Eve, I'm giving you dominion over everything that creepeth upon the face of the earth. Well, why do they need that dominion if there wasn't going to be anything to challenge them? Glory to God. See, God is always preparing for us ahead of time. God knows what we're going to deal with. He knows what's going to happen in the future. So he says, I'm, he, he said unto them, and he, he said unto them, 
and he blessed them and said unto them, have dominion. Why? Because he knew that there would be something and things that would try to challenge their authority. Glory to God. So he says, I got to give them dominion. I got to speak it out of my mouth so that they'll know that they have dominion when things come, glory to God, to try to challenge the authority and the dominion that I'm giving them as man and as mankind, male and female. Glory to God. So watch what happens now. So Jesus comes on down and he comes into the earth and, and then he begins to show us the example of what we are supposed to be, uh, glory to God, what we are, you know, he, he was the last Adam, right? He, the first Adam was a, 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 a living soul, but the last Adam, Jesus, is a life-giving spirit, glory to God. Not the second Adam, the last Adam, glory to God. That's a big difference, glory to God. Mm. So Jesus showed us how to combat the enemy. He showed us as believers how to really win in spiritual warfare. Glory to God. See, and I know folks nowadays, they got all this kooky, spooky, you know, stuff going on. Glory to God, and they call it spiritual warfare. But again, remember folks, Jesus is our example in everything. Glory to God. So how did he defeat the enemy? How did he defeat the head honcho? He spoke the word to him. Glory to God. Mm. Glory to God. So listen, so now watch this. Through revelation, the apostle Paul has been given revelation through the spirit as he's writing to the church. And so now we're over here in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, Paul's writing to the church and he's saying some things, but notice what he says. It's very interesting how he brings this out. He says in verse number three, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number three. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Pause for just a second here. Why is he talking about warfare? He says we walk in the flesh. We live in this human body. But immediately he takes the conversation into warfare. He says, we walk in the flesh, but we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Again, let's pause one more time. He says, folks, there is warfare going on. It, it, is, it, it is a continual battlefield between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of darkness. And once you've been born again, you have been translated out of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. You have been engaged in this conflict, whether you realize it or not. But many times as a believer, especially as a young believer, God is protecting you and trying to get you uh, equipped and trained so that you can begin to be one that helps advance the kingdom and overcomes every spiritual fight and attack. Uh, and warfare that comes your way. Glory to God. Glory to God. So he says, the weapons of our warfare. That means there's warfare happening, folks. And God has given us weapons. But we have to learn those weapons, know those weapons, and know how to use them. Glory to God. So watch what he says. He says, the weapons are not carnal. They're not natural. They're not of human origin. 
They're not. They, they listen. They may not necessarily make sense to you because they're not from human origin. He says, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Let's keep going because he's going to show you where this warfare really takes place. First of all, it takes place in the thought life, in the mind, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against what? The knowledge of God. Well, listen now, where do you find the knowledge of God? Only in the word of God. That's the only place that you and I can find the knowledge of God. You cannot find it in songs that we just sing. Thank God for singing songs. But that's not where the knowledge of God is found. The knowledge of God is found in the word of God. So he says the way you go, you fight this spiritual battle is casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the word or the knowledge of God and do what else and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Folks, it doesn't matter how many times a thought of depression comes, a thought of suicide comes, a thought, it could come a hundred times in 10 minutes. Every time you have to take that thought captive. That's warfare, folks. You have to, I mean, you have to cast it down every time. And it may come back just like Jesus, uh, Satan did to Jesus. It may come back and tempt you again. You have to cast it down. It may come back three minutes later. You have to cast it down. Come on, say amen, somebody. It may come back in the morning. You have to cast it down. It may come back when you're driving down the street. You got to cast it down. That's warfare. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not this, we got to get out of this whole thing. Well, I was kind of feeling bad and I just kind of sat there. Folks, you got to understand some things are an attack of the enemy. That is not by accident, folks. Because we are, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. I hope I'm, I hope I'm not losing you. <laughs> I hope you're still flowing with me here. But I'm talking about learning how to only believe. Folks, you got to understand some things. You got to cast down. Well, how do I cast down imagination? I need to say something that that if, if I'm having a thought that God doesn't love me, whatever it is, I mean, the enemy will use anything. He'll use anything upon, on any of us, whatever it is. If I'm having a thought of that, I got to find the scripture that says, no, God is love or whatever. And I got to speak that out of my mouth and let the enemy know, no, I know God loves me because God is love, whatever, whatever it is, whatever you're dealing with, whatever, you, whatever uh, battle you're going through, you have to learn to speak a word, glory to God, to, to overcome the enemy. Let's go here quickly to the book of Ephesians now, still talking to the church. Are you the church? Are you the are you a believer? Glory to God. Then you are the church. Hallelujah. God is talking to you and he's trying to reveal himself to you. So now, and that's warfare, folks. Sometimes you, I mean, this is a battle. Listen, and I want you to understand, I'm not, I'm not excusing myself. I'm preaching to you as well. I'm as well 
like I'm preaching to myself. I can't preach this to you until I do these things in my own life. There's some days where you have to speak out of your own mouth. I am blessed. I am greatly loved. I am the apple of his eye. I, what you have to speak to yourself. You have to, cause, come on, why? Because the enemy is coming to take you down and to bombard your thinking and to make you think that you're nothing, you don't matter. Glory to God. Whatever it is, you have to fight. And the only way to really get the enemy off your back, in my back, is to speak the word of God. And sometimes just saying it one time is not going to get it done. You're going to have to go back again, just like Jesus did in Luke, the fourth chapter. It is written. 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 Hallelujah. And then if you understand that, many of you understand this, the devil didn't leave forever. He left, but he said when he had an end opportune season when he had a better chance to get him he was coming back again and folks if he did it to the master he's going to do it to you and I but you have help let me give you some good news so uh, if just write these down and I'm going to read it all because uh, glory to God time is moving quickly Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 10 uh, <clears throat> Ephesians chapter number 6 and verse number 10 and many of you know what it says already, but uh, with, uh, the whole 10 through 18, but I'm not going to read every verse. So write it down. Let's read it later on. Ephesians 6, verse 10 through 18, because we're not trying to just be uh, eloquent and, and doing all of these things. We're trying to give you the basis, the, some seed to begin to meditate on so you understand it. So again, here's the Apostle Paul writing to the church. We just read in 2 Corinthians 10 that... The weapons of our warfare. See, he, he understood spiritual warfare. Now watch this. Now, he says in Ephesians 6 and 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Wait a minute. For what? Then he tells you to put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the tricks, the schemes, the the uh, the, the all the stuff that he's doing, Right? Then he says one more verse, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let's go down to verse number uh, 17. Glory to God. I know we, we, we're skipping some things, but you got to read it. Go back and read all those verses. So he says, we are in a war. We are in a spiritual war against principalities against powers, against the rulers of darkness. Glory to God. And folks, this is not just for super spiritual, you know, Christian people. This is for every born again believer. Every born again child of God has defected from the kingdom of darkness and you have come over to the kingdom of light. Satan does not want to give up his property easy. Glory to God. He sends bounty hunters after you. He sends spiritual assassins after you. Glory to God. He sends demons after you. Amen. To try to stop you from fulfilling your destiny. Glory to God. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God's also given you the weapons of warfare. And watch this now. He says in verse 17, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Now that's not where it stops though. 
He says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. What are you saying? I'm saying that God has given us spiritual weapons, but the way we release the spiritual weapons is through the words that we speak. And the greatest spiritual weapon that we have is the word of God. Glory to God. And he says the word of God is the sword of the spirit. But the only way to learn how to swing the sword of the spirit is through prayer and supplication. Glory to God. So God's given us spiritual weapons. He's given us prayer. He's given us praise. He's given us the name of Jesus. Is that right? He's given us the blood of Jesus. He's given us a confession again of the word of God. And then one of the great things he's also given us, he has given unto us angelic assistance and angels will hearken to the voice of God's word. So folks, you have to learn how to declare something. You and I have to learn how to say something. And we have to let Jesus be our number one example of how to do, how to truly do spiritual warfare. So if you will quickly with me, let me get this one more verse and then we're going to move on and try to uh, uh, finish up our call tonight. Psalms 103. Psalms 103, verse 20 through 20. Uh, uh, excuse me, verse 19, Psalms 103, verse 19 through 22. So angels hearken to the voice of God's word. So if I'm not speaking God's word, I don't really have angelic assistance. When I need angelic assistance in order to have victory over the enemy. So he says, the Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens and his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless you, the Lord, all ye his hosts, you ministers of his, that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, and all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Angels hearken to the voice of God's word. Remember, even if you go back and read all of that Luke, the fourth chapter, after the enemy had did all this stuff to, to Jesus and tempted him, it said angels came and ministered to him and strengthened him. But then when he came out of the wilderness, he came out in the power of the spirit. Folks, it's just like you and I. If we obey God's word, we will come out. Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast, as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.